Hey, all you traders and investors out there, thanks for joining me once again. This is Trade Doc on June 22nd, 2019. It's a Saturday. Now, I've been hurting. I have a, a molar, a half a molar that they cut like 10 years ago that's growing back, so it's been killing me. So I wanted to get this done before I make an appointment and get this extracted because uh, I can't go on another week like this. But anyways, um, so that kind of affected my whole like psyche on the market. You can't really think when you're in pain, you know. But uh, a good thing that happened this week was, uh, you know, my account's gone up. Uh, the... The overall market has become a little bit more volatile, which is good. Uh, it caught a lot of people by surprise by making a bullish move towards the end of the week. Um, oil kind of stagnated and came up. And it is right at my short and target of uh, 57.60. So I was saying like last week in the podcast that uh, my my short in target was 57.50. So with the structure it made, it could go up a little bit more, like a, one more thrust up, which is usually what happens before it dies. But Monday morning, I'm going to start building positions on here. What, what I'm going to do probably... Uh, I usually do. I play DWT, your straight up stock. Um, it looks like there's a good chance for consolidation, so I might do some uh, USO, uh, either calendars or butterflies. Let's just see what the let's see what the option chain is telling me as far as volatility and stuff. So the volatility is pretty low, it is kind of like, it's pretty high actually. So it's been higher volatility, but overall it's on the higher side. So it's probably better. Oh yeah. So the way that the options are setting up where the front month volatilities are higher than the back month, this is calendars and double calendar plays all the way until August. So I'm looking for, for USO to consolidate between 60 to like 45 all the way until August. Um, I might have some, I don't need to play this aggressive, so it's going to be mostly double calendars. I'll probably start with some verticals, make some iron condors, but that's going to be the trade, especially since the the volatility on the options are kind of set up beautifully to do calendars and double calendars, can probably do some. Um, you know, the volatility is at forty in the in the mid forties, so it's almost good to sell. You'd be all right selling premium, but uh, I'll be looking for more of a consolidation to a slow drift down on oil not saying that there could be a spike. I could see a spike up to 60. Um, other than that, let's see, uh, EWZ kind of touched the two, uh, the 42 level and like 
ripped to test the 44. So I see that structure uh, playing out and before taking a leg up. So on that one, I'm probably going to be more neutral to positive delta. But I expect uh, a retracement early in the week in Brazil and EWZ. And as far as volatility, I expect a, a spike in volatility. So I still have, I closed out uh, bearish positions in E, I mean, UVXY. That's what I'm, what I'm doing. It's, it's got options and it's, it's pretty liquid. And I still have um, the put verts that I, that I have from, from the Iron Condor expand this week and i'm holding those i probably add a little bit more to it and because uh, i expect the spike in volatility up or more or less a dip in the market or retracement so that with the moves that made last week it makes that thousand dow drop more possible and uh, you know nobody's talking about it because everyone's confused everyone thinks that you can just buy stock and uh, that's it but you know, reality is going to set in. You know, the Fed didn't want to cut rates, which was good because if they would have cut rates, the market, it would have made the market think it was weak and it's kind of have bigger sell-off. That's my just my opinion. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, this is Trade Doc, Eye on the Market, going over the broad uh, 28 ETFs here. And uh, there's a lot of opportunities within the ETFs. So I've been dabbing in there. Um, I have uh, Alcoa, uh, 3M. Um, I haven't gone into the re re uh, retail sector yet. Uh, another one that closed and did good with XME, which is the mining sector, mining and metal sector. So I, I'm going to continue to be bullish in there. My positions I put on there weren't strong enough and uh they got they got profitable and filled too quick i should have just been a bit more aggressive on there have uh, sold higher strike puts but um you know it, it, it panned out now i'm just looking gonna look for a retracement to play that xme etf which is the metals and mining um one that they showed was xlp and I shorted it like I bought puts on it on Friday and I just closed them off on either Monday. I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. It was just a quick trade and I just closed it. I didn't build anything out of it because I, I wanted to build something out of it. But the reason I closed it is because the rest of the market was looking pretty bullish. So on that steep drop where it didn't make sense that's when i closed positions because everyone this was kind of like um surprised and getting ready to take the slippery slope all the way down and i wasn't buying it so that's why i closed those uh, i made like a 30 to 40 percent profit i think one of them i made a 30 the other one i made a 42 percent profit on it which i'm fine with that and um, that was it, but definitely going to get look into XLP. I haven't looked at it, so we're going to be looking at it together. Um, I just have USO ready to start, so let's do this USO. 
was up 1% on Friday. It's up, it's trading at 11.97, let's call it 12 bucks. So shorting, starting to short at 12 bucks or 12.50. That's kind of like my point on the USO. And USO, I see this consolidating between uh, 10.50 and $13 before taking its next leg down. And that's interpreted into the uh, oil futures. I'm going to trade it around 60 to 50. You know, that's where we're at. The one that I'm looking to get into this week is XOP. I'm just hoping that it's gained enough to, no, and it hasn't. So the I don't like the structure here. It hasn't gone up high enough to, to place a short. So here on the, the what it's been doing for the last three weeks was consolidating down. It kind of like bottomed on June 12th and the 17th, and then it's slightly coming back up. So this is still it's still got a little bit room to move up before it takes a, makes a move down. One that did ramp up was gold, and gold hit the fort, breach 14,000 just trading at 14.03 and on the GLD ETF that translates to 131.98 let's just call it 132 and gold has just been strong so looking for a consolidation to a retracement no problem so didn't place any shorts on gold this week even though I said I was on my podcast um, it just I didn't see it happening. Plus, I had this toothache that I've been dealing with. So, but definitely looking to get a consolidation move on gold. Uh, Volatility is up where I need it to be. So, uh, I can see uh, the options market on GLD get a little bit hot this week. So, I'll be in there. One that's better of a short is GDX, which is perfect right now. I mean, Monday morning, I'm in. And, you know, these are good because they're like high, like high reward, low risk. So say like GDX goes above 25.50 and then I'd be out, out of the trade. Or I just, um, depends what I do with the options, I'm not sure. Um, Volatility is up, so I'd probably be selling some call options against this. Selling some call verticals and buying some puts to build on. So GDX looking like this was the week to go short, just ramping up too strong. Next is XLE, and XLE has been recovering. Then a nice head and shoulders move down earlier, consolidating, breaking above. Now it's testing these highs, seeing if it can break up. And keep moving up so this is a good structure I look for consolidation right now the place that it needs to be it has to hit the 65 area and keep moving up as of right now this is still considered pretty bearish so if it is anything I'd be shorting at 65 so as I'm looking through this I'm looking it's looking like more of a short opportunities versus long opportunities. Next is XLU. XLU was up 
almost a half percent on Friday. And as a safe haven play, it's breached up above its all-time high of 59. Now it's at 61. So looking for to retrace and some consolidation moves on XLU. XLU still looking strong, just kind of just chugging away. I just keep some neutral to positive delta on here. Have the bottom of the range at 59, the top of the range at 62 trade that until the trade doesn't work no more double calendars um some like double broken wing butterflies same month those things work uh, next is xli xli is at the top of its channel so you can see if it's going to break out or not i see a more of a retracement back to 75 before breaking back up. So XLI is good. This is good for the market. It's been uh, bullish. And um, I'm look for a little bit more consolidation, but if there's a break, which it looks like it has been, it has to break and maintain above 78.50. Next is XLB, and that's the material sector. Material sector kind of hanging out there, and this looks like it might take a drop, so. Um, this is a nice rollover structure. Um, it kind of consolidated uh, in this channel a little bit and then retested. Uh, retested on um, the 31st and then spiked up to get out of that channel, uh, channel range and move. So... XLB, the material sector, next trading range looks to be around 56 and 58.50. So that's good consolidation plays again. So it looks like that's going to be the week. It's going to be about retracements and consolidations. So last week episode was called... Um, like wait for it to retrace and it did retrace like on monday and tuesday and then if you would have bought it you would have been good standing good this week so now um we're gonna look at the same thing but the retracement is gonna be a little bit steeper next is xlv and that's the healthcare sector healthcare sector is pretty bullish breaking above the 93 where we needed it to be so again, I'm looking for this to retrace down to 91.50, which is a strong bottom for it. Um, you know, pretty bullish, but you got to be cautious, cautious with the market, especially with the moves it's been doing. Next is XBI, and XBI, um, I still have bullish positions on it. There's a bunch of them that closed that weren't above my targets of, of 85 so we're talking about the 85 last week you can catch it but uh it hit 85 and stayed maintained above 85 and that's why I took profits and rolled them keep rolling them keep rolling the 85s until there's nothing there um next is the mj sector mj sector kind of broke through the 31 have put sold at the 30 
I mean, they, it broke below 32 where I needed it to be below 32, which I had to roll it. So now um, I have the puts at the third, the, the sold puts at 30. And I was hoping to buy them back at five bucks or let them go worthless. But we'll keep looking at the MJ sector. I see more consolidation. Uh, volatility's up, you know, gotta see what they're reporting, but I think here, MJ, uh, I think has bottomed out, in my opinion, just, just check, looking at the structure, it's kind of made a solid, uh, a solid bottom, it's been retesting, um, the 31s for a little bit and rejecting that so I think the MJ sector would be good for a long-term hold uh, not quite like a sell puts type deal but more of like a consolidation like not instead of selling put verticals be like buying butterflies with positive delta. Next is IYR and YR came down one on Friday. It came down one and a quarter percent. So it's been a strong sector that's been moving. So any retracement, I think, is a bot. The one the retracement on Friday, I wait till this week to get long, but it'd be more of like a neutral play with positive delta, neutral delta. Just because the structure of this, I mean, it's been on January, the end of January, is it was at $82, and um, it's just been moving up nice and slow. At the end of January, end of January to say it was 83.50 and today it's at nine it's at 90 let's call it so it's been up almost nine percent since January so that's a nice steady move not too much volatility so I'd kind of keep that type of um, projection going up it says there's a like a it's a seven degree angle, so it's a very very small angle, and I just keep that I just keep trading that that range because it's just gonna move up slow like that, and that's pretty respected respectable. I'm actually gonna keep that and trade that um, trade that range because uh, I'm gonna call it. The slope, the profit slope, prof slope. So we want to trade that slope, meaning buy underneath the line, sell above the line to create those calendars or um, iron condors. Next, we have XME. XME is up a tenth of a percent on Friday and as you can see the move it's been pretty strong 
XME since the low of May 31st has gone up 17%, which is pretty respectable. I mean, even just buying the stock ETF would have been great right there. Maybe that's what I should have done, just held on. But I'm definitely going to make some new positions in XME, probably doing the same. But I'd like to see it retrace down to like the 2650s before putting more bullish positions. You can do some bearish positions, but my bearish positions would be um, above 30. But XME, looking for that to chug slowly, retrace, you know, be a little volatile. Next is XLP. This is the one I closed. So we opened on the 17th and we closed on the 19th. So it only gave it two days. So maybe I, I opened it on a Monday. Yeah, that's what happened. I opened it on Monday and closed on Wednesday. That's what happened with the market. And then it peaked up. So I could have sold it again, the same same trade and then it came back down so you know i missed that I, I missed that that leg up and then a retracement so you know i got one of them i could have done the same thing twice but hey i missed that opportunity but xlp is still looking like a viable short um i'd go for it Next here we have XLY, and that's a consumer discretionary, and they're looking the same as XLP. So really looking for this to retrace back down to like the 113 to 114 area. So this is a nice short again for this upcoming week. XLY doing with options. Next is XRT, and I've been looking to go along XRT, and I could have probably. It looks like it's. It's recovered. I've done it on individual stocks, but not on the ETF here. But here, I'd like to be a buyer at 41.50 of XRT, and um, more of a consolidate. Oh, actually, this is the bottom of the range. So, right where it's at at 42.30, it's trading at. I'd rather be a buyer at 42. But hey, I'll take the 42.30. I'll put some bullish positions on for neutral. To positive delta all the way to 45 so i think it'll it'll probably uh, hit 4350 or 44 and then retrace down Those are my thoughts on xrt next is xlf which is a financial sector financial sector has been strong still still at the top of the range kind of doing the same thing almost looking similar to to the real estate sector so that pretty much telling you the stocks are pretty much on that maybe seven seven degree incline which is a very small very very low angle very small slope next is TLT and this could be the trade here happening where I was saying that 
probably be good to short TLT and go long real estate. So that's probably the pairs trade that I'd be looking for. See how that works out for a few months. Going short on bonds. Next is QQQ. And QQQ kind of moved up, almost touching. Oh my God. Wanting to test all time highs, I should say. But uh, looking good. But let's see more of it retracing back down to 176. We retrace this back down to 180, 176. It make a stronger market and actually make a stronger bullish structure. Right now, this is looking like it will exhaust itself. Say if it if it pushes up to 195, it will just be exhausted. Then that retracement down to 185 will look more more of a possibility. But in QQQ, I'd be sure at like around this range, around 190, 192. Next is the SPY, and the SPY, yeah, touched all-time highs on, on Thursday and coming down, so pretty scary. Short the market, you know, let it come down, let it retrace back down. If it breaches below 186, then it's going to really tumble, but at least give me a stronger uh, support of 186. Next is IWM, and in IWM, I still have, I had some bullish positions, and I locked in some profits, putting in uh, a bear, selling some bearish call verticals. i probably do this to add another one on there, because this range of 156 and 150 is pretty strong so I like that fulfill all that before taking its next move up so looking for more of a retracement trade on that next is X FXI and FXI is one of those that I've been rolling so I built positions I built sold a bunch of put verticals only only selling put verticals and I rolled them and I kept on rolling it so I'm not sure what month I'm at right now, but I'm at the point that I have to build some neutral positions, especially with this structure I just created right now. This is more of like a, it's pretty bullish, but you got to play more of a neutral with like more positive delta than, than not, but still have something. So if the retracement happens, it doesn't wipe out all your profits. But I've been profiting just by rolling it and taking in a credit every time I roll. So, you know, eventually that strike where I was at a 42 or 41, I was at 41. So that strike of 41 is not going to be worth anything. So I'll just have, like, probably the next rolls will be to the 42s. Next is India, and India consolidated nicely this week. I have no positions in it as of right now. I'd like to see another leg down before going bullish. So I'd like to go bullish India. Next is XRT, and since I sold all my stock in XRT and missed out on this huge ramp of a move, uh, I don't know what to do. Kicking myself, and the pain's coming back. Um, See what we're looking at is volatility and uh, Russia RSX. I don't know what, what I was saying before, but I'm looking at RSX, which is the Russian ETF, 
and that was a strong move here that it's trading at 2360 I mean it's pretty strong uh, I weren't short completely but it definitely has some negative Delta to neutral Delta on this next is EFA which is the eurozone and that's kind of slowly drifting up getting a little bit more volatile I'm seeing this you know falling off probably got to find support again around the $61 dollar mark and it hasn't done that so I'm probably a little bit more cautious on uh, the eurozone definitely go bearish on it one that paid off and I don't even know if I still have I have still have options on it next is EEM in emerging markets Yeah, and I don't have any more positions on this, so all those were closed. All those were closed on the 20th, with the close on Thursday. So I don't have any more emerging market options. They are all closed on Thursday, which is fine because that's like the high and the spike. I don't have, I don't own any stock. So an EEM, pretty much out. I took profits. It was something that I was building along with the FXI position. So I'm looking to go bullish on EEM, but looking for a retracement back down. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, the volatility is pretty, it's, it, it's coming down, but it's high on the later months. So it's not good for calendars. I'll have to see what type of what type of strategy to do on here, but definitely easy retracement down to 42 again. Next is EWW, which is Mexico. And though I said I've been wanting to get bullish on Mexico, I think now's the time because I've missed my opportunity on three spikes now I don't think this is going to retrace down any lower like it, it definitely rejected the $43 mark so um, yeah going bullish on EWW and last but not least is EWZ and EWZ I've had positions closing mostly all the bullish positions been closing what I did on Friday is I bought two puts. That's it to open up a, a position. So my idea is I bought the forty-two the forty-two strike puts. So my idea is to have it come down, and if it hits the forty-two, then I'd sell the forty-three puts against it. That's it. Because the next trade, because uh, EWZ has uh, fulfilled this forty-two zone. And um, it's pretty much rejected the 40 zone of, of, of resistance and support. So 42 is the next strong support. So it could come back down to 42. Breaching 45 is just too optimistic. So that's why I bought two puts. And um, I'll be adding on... Uh, 
it depends how the price action goes early in the week. Maybe sell some call verticals against it. But on the option chain, let's just take a quick look at the option chain. I just want to see where where the the premiums at. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty much nothing. Pretty much the volatility is low, and the option chain is flat. So aside from buying options, is probably the only thing you can do. You can buy verticals, uh, buy put verticals maybe. But I bought I bought naked puts um, to create some bullish positions against it. Um, buying some put verticals, say at like the 44s, wouldn't be a bad idea because um, that way you can actually, if when it drops, you can actually put some put some bullish positions underneath the 42 or the 41 for support. Anyways, well, I'd like to thank you all for joining me this week. And sorry, I've been under the weather. You know, with this pain, it's hard to uh, it's hard to think and put thoughts together. I don't even know how I made it through this week in working uh, through the business. You know, just making decisions. You know, that's pretty much. Um, you know, it, everything worked out at the end, even though it's kind of like a fog because I'm just. You know, I'm in so much pain here. But I uh, want to thank you all. If you have any questions, you just hit me up. Um, this is Trade Doc. Went over the broad 28 ETFs. You know, keep caution to the wind. Oh, before I go. So, yeah. Um, before I came down here and, and started doing the podcast, I sold a little bit of Bitcoin Cash and I sold a little bit of, of Ethereum. Just because you can see that the crypto market is spiking. Bitcoin Bitcoin is breached above the 10,000 mark. Now it's got all eyes on it. So the retracement down to 8,000 for Bitcoin is going to be fast and, and, and steep and fast. If that gets bought up, then it's just like you just have to start buying cryptos to hold for like the next 10 years. So even though I did sell some Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum today. Only reason I sold it is for to reduce risk. It's just just trading. It's not because I don't I think it's gonna fall and drop and become zero. I sold just to reduce risk and to buy them cheaper. So I buy sell high and you buy low. So I don't plan to get rid of any crypto I have the same number of crypto I've started with the only difference is that I've taken profits out of it by selling it on the spike and buying it on the dip and doing it over and over again and just waiting and buying the cryptos that are actually haven't had the action like like Litecoin cash spiked up to 135 or something like that you know we have to sell it all and I don't have any Litecoin Cash at the moment. And I don't plan to because I want that to retrace back down to like the 120s, 115s around there. But since I didn't, since I allocated those funds to like Bitcoin Cash, I I got to move 
on the account. That's how the account increased. And I'm selling that. So, you know, whatever crypto hasn't made its move, buy that one. When it makes its move, you got to sell it. And look at the ones that haven't made a move. Like, it's, like I only trade the four major cryptos, so... Um, I don't go into all, like, I do have some Theta and Polcoin um, and all those other ones, but that, th those aren't things I trade. Those are just uh, I accumulated. But uh, definitely trading Bitcoin Cash is one of the more volatile ones, and that's the one I've been doing a lot. Um, Ethereum, I look at it as if it's bonds, like the market, like, Ethereum, I'm looking at Ethereum as if the Ethereum is, um, let's say, if Bitcoin was the spy, Ethereum would be um, the Vanguard spy or something, you know, like the spy ETF that, that doesn't move. But uh, Ethereum... I mean, it's moving up, and it's not going to stop moving up, I think. So those those, uh, those coins, I'm saying coins, those Ethereum coins that I sold today, I'll just be buying them tomorrow morning or Monday for just cheaper price. And I'm, I sold like a fifth of my position. It wasn't even like a lot. It was just enough to... to uh, to fulfill the mission. My mission is to trade. That's what I got to do. I got to trade. So as long as I was able to, just because I sold those Ethereums today, I'm not going to look at it for the rest of the day. So if it drops down, you know, I locked in some profits. If it keeps ramping up, well, I, ha I have four-fifths of my position ready to go still. And I'll start selling it up to it unless it spikes up like a thousand percent. And I have no need to, to sell uh, crypto. So I'm just trading it and accumulating it. So keep an eye on the crypto market. I mean, now that uh, Bitcoin's up above 10,000, it probably stabilized and keep on moving up. But look for a retracement. Find the spots. If you're going to trade it, trade it. If you're looking to invest in it for the long term, then buy the dips. Anyways, I got to make an appointment for my tooth. Hopefully, I feel a lot better. Um, if I get a couple of days off, I'm actually going to make some beats to put on this podcast because I've been doing it dry for a while, and you guys are probably bored. And I haven't heard from nobody, so anybody wants to hit me up, feel free. You know, I don't bite. Um you know, we can talk about anything at all about music, but I'll be uh, producing some some beats just to put on to this podcast. You know, I got to give my my kids stuff to do as well, and I like them to learn, learn stuff. Even though one of my daughters says she wants to learn how to trade. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, she's 13. <coughs> I was like, what? Okay, well. It's not learn to trade. Everybody knows how to trade. Trading is about pushing the button.
thinking that it goes up or down. That's more like gambling. Learning what the market does and and putting together all the world events is makes you a successful trader because there's you know, like everybody knows ninety percent of all traders out there are unsuccessful. And honestly, it took me you know three to four years to figure out what was going on. It took me another two years to figure out what my uh, what my strategy was, what my uh, what was my niche. And uh, and then now I look, I can look at strategies, and and now I'm actually adding in strategies. They say just just say that I have my strategies, I know how the market works. Now I'm just adding in strategies to get the most bang for the buck and move with the market. So I don't care; it'll move up and down. I just want to move along with it, and always have positive uh, theta so that's pretty much on my account all you see is uh, the positive drift is because of the positive theta I, I have losses like I had I lost my hedge on um, EWZ you know it was five contracts for a hundred bucks but that was a hedge I'd rather lose my hedges and win my and win my trades. So, same thing with uh, EW, IWM. IWM. I hedged that on uh, on Thursday uh, last week, but I have that hedge. But those are just uh, risk management. I want to lock in profits. I want to reduce risk. See. Say the stock goes against me, I have it's it's cheap insurance. So you want to lose your hedges and win your trades, not the other way around. Because when I do lose my trades and win my hedges, I break I break even, or I just save whatever I locked in off the hedge. If, if you know what I mean. Um, but. You don't want to make profits off of hedging. And hedging is an important part of risk management. Hedging is not part of trading. Hedging is part of risk management. You trade when you think the stock's going to go up, down, or stay sideways. You put your trade on. Once it makes you, makes it, say you wanted to go up and the stock goes up and you see an increase of like 10% on that position. You know, I kind of reevaluate and see if I want to put a hedge on. But if it's one of those shaky, um, like, you know, I don't do that anymore. I must say, like, one of those trades that you're kind of like, eh, like, don't want to get into because you're not sure about it. Just don't be sure about it. I feel like that about the hedges. Like, okay, I knew it was going to go up. It went up. Now it's gone up. And it's like, if I don't. You know, if it stays at this price, I'd win. But it's too early in the trade. I got a hedge against it because I just said it's too early in the trade. So either close your position and take whatever profits you get from theta or hedge your trade and, and, and make it a, an iron condor and let it ride out, close one end or another. And that's pretty much it. I mean, that's, that's swing trading for you.
you know, doing the futures market is a, is a different animal. But uh, swing trading, um, trading to just not for, uh, just to increase wealth for your retirement account, I should say, IRAs, that's perfect. Like, for what I'm doing is more um, for a retirement account, college funds and all that. But you know, when it comes to uh, if you're looking for to make um, to earn earn on a week on a biweekly basis, you got to go through all of this and then go into futures. So futures is how learning to do the futures is how you're gonna pay your bills pretty much. Anyways, thank you all, uh, and I'll be back next week. Be safe this week. Looking for retracements. Keep an eye on the market. This is Trade Doc. Peace.